Hello, guys, and welcome to the Medicine Made Easy podcast. I am your host, Becca, a second-year medical student. And I am the other co-host, Josh, a fourth-year medical student. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about why things hurt more as you get older. As always, we have to start with our little disclaimer. We are not giving any specific medical advice. If you have any specific problems or issues, you should go see a physician or other healthcare professional to get that looked at. All right, let's dive into some fast facts. Let's hear them. Okay, so fast fact number uno is that more than one in five adults in the U.S. experience chronic pain every single day. That's crazy. One in five. That's a lot of people. Second fast fact is that chronic pain is the number one cause of disability and disease burden globally. Again, a lot of people and something that really can be debilitating. And then third fast fact, which ties into preventative health, as you guys know, I'm very passionate about that, is that exercise can reduce pain sensitivity by 60% just by exercising. And that ties very much into what we will discuss later on in the podcast. Yep. We're going to talk all about exercise, nutrition, preventative health as you age. All right. So now that we got the fast facts, I'll kind of jump into why we actually hurt as we get older. And there's a number of different reasons, and people definitely experience pain as they age at different rates, different times, in different places. Some of those common ones you hear about is people talking about aching joints or muscle soreness or just kind of feeling fatigued, run down. Back pain is very common. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the issues that people have, it's just a matter of wear and tear over the years. Yeah. So what we're talking about today is not pain associated with an injury. We're talking about pain that just kind of happens as you get older. Yeah, this is your like everyday pain that you just like live with. It's not, oh, I tried to pick something up too heavy and I hurt my back. Yeah. This is your day-to-day going through life, just the the pain that makes you groan a little bit when you get up from a chair or... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just wanted to be clear on that. So one of the big ones is joint pain. And the reason that a lot of people get pain in their joints as they get older is from the mechanical wear and tear over the years. Your joints have a lot of force that go through them as you're running, jumping, even just walking around, standing up, sitting down. And usually you have cartilage in your joints, Mm -hmm. which is very smooth and it's almost like a cushion. So it absorbs a lot of that impact. But over time, that that cartilage can wear down, it can get torn, it can just kind of slowly disappear. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it gets to the point where your bones are actually directly touching each other in the joint. And your bones are made of a material that's not meant to directly rub on other bones. Yeah. And that's when it really starts to hurt for people. And fun fact, that is termed osteoarthritis. There's two main types of arthritis, osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. And osteoarthritis is exactly what Josh was just describing, where the cartilage wears down bone on bone. Um, It's kind of like that wear and tear arthritis. Yeah. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition where your body actually attacks that cartilage in those joint spaces. But we'll talk about that more in a later episode. Yep. So today we're focusing on the osteoarthritis. So just the wear and tear that your joints undergo over time. Mm -hmm. And this can happen... Because of past injuries, so a lot of people who have maybe had a knee injury or had to have a surgery on a joint in the past, that can cause damage to that cartilage, which then increases the rate at which you get osteoarthritis. 
And there's some other things that can impact it as well. Weight is a big one. Yeah. So if you're heavier and there's extra force going through your joints over the years, that cartilage gets worn down quicker and you can experience that pain. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other big pain issues a lot of people have is just kind of feeling stiff or having pain in their like muscles and soft tissues. And this happens over time because as you age, your muscles and your tendons and your ligaments, they become more stiff and they lose some of that elasticity and flexibility that they had before. And part of that is because our bodies don't store water in those tissues as well as they once did, especially in the muscles. So they get more stiff, but then in the tendons and ligaments, they can become more stiff because your body can actually deposit more calcium in places where it's not supposed to deposit calcium. And then those tendons and ligaments become stiffer and they don't flex the way they should. And it makes it harder to move because normally you have nice flexible tendons that help the muscle contract and you don't have any pain with it. But when they're stiff and they're not shortening the way they should, it just becomes more painful. Mm -hmm. And fun fact, uh, you may have heard of something called calcium calcium scoring. Um, And this is kind of related to heart disease and heart issues, but it's something that your doctor will order if you're at risk for heart disease. Um, And basically it measures how much calcium has been deposited in your heart. So kind of like what Josh was talking about with calcium being deposited in your muscles and tendons and ligaments, it can also get deposited in your heart and cause a lot of serious complications. Yeah. So one of the body's responses to damage to tissue anywhere is that calcium can build up on that damage. So in your heart over the years, if you have plaque buildups from cholesterol and other things, calcium can deposit there Mm -hmm. and make it more stiff to where you can have heart issues. But the same thing can happen in other tissues. You can get calcium depositing where it's not supposed to be. Yep. And that'll cause more pain. Yeah. And then alongside the stiffening of your tendons and muscles, as you get older, your body takes longer to heal because your metabolism is a little bit slower than it was when you were younger. Your body's unable to recover from things as easily so if you go on a strenuous hike or you do something that's gonna cause a bunch of little micro tears in your muscle which is normal when you work out and usually that's how you actually build muscle and you recover from it it takes longer for those muscles to recover and the tearing may be more severe if the muscles aren't as well hydrated and they're more stiff okay so that just furthers the aches and pains that you get yeah is there any way to rev up your metallic metabolism as you get older or is it just going to continue to go down as you age so you're like what they call your basal metabolism so just at rest like you climb out of bed you're just sitting there that tends to naturally decline with age because the body just doesn't use calories as much as it does when you're younger okay but doing things like exercise and physical activity can increase your metabolism and help you burn more calories and it can bring up that basal metabolism a little bit as well oh interesting And then another thing related to metabolism changes, obviously, if your metabolism slows as you get older, but you don't change your diet or decrease the amount of calories you're bringing in, you're going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. And it's proven that it is more difficult to lose weight as you're older. Yeah, because that metabolism is slowed down. Yeah. And then an added factor that comes with that increased weight is a lot of times as you get older, the weight you gain, you tend to carry it around your midsection. Mm-hmm. This puts a lot of extra stress on your back, okay. which back pain is one of the most common complaints that you see in the medical field yeah. because everyone, it's posture-related. So mm-hmm. over years and years of bad posture, that wears on your back. But then when you add the extra weight that you're carrying around, 
Mm-hmm. It really just doubles it. And tie that in with the sedentary lifestyle that most people have. Sitting all the time is putting a lot of pressure on your back, too. Yeah. And then further along with the back pain, as you age, you tend to lose bone density, mm-hmm. which it's more common among females than males, but osteoporosis, which is that bone loss above a certain percentage, is possible in both populations, men and women. And that can cause pain as well, because as your bones lose that density, you're more prone to fractures or potentially just having like bone on bone rubbing, bone weakening, and just being less able to carry and support increased weight, especially with activity. Yeah. And no matter what you do, you stop increasing your bone density when you're like 30. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, it's all just losing. So it's really important to do what you can early to try to build that bone density as much as you can. But then also important once you're above 30 to do what you can to maintain it. Yeah. So doing impact exercises, eating a healthy diet, all those kind of things help you maintain it. You're yeah. not going to increase your bone density anymore, but you can slow that loss that leads to aches and pains. Yeah. And I just wanted to add a little. A tidbit about why women usually have osteoporosis, even though both men and women can. So why women tend to have it more often is because um, after they go through menopause, they no longer have that protective estrogen in their bodies. And normally estrogen helps to prevent your bones from getting broken down. But after menopause, women no longer have those high estrogen levels. So their bones start breaking down at a lot faster rate than they were before menopause, which is why it's so, so important to continue to do bone health exercises and having a diet that supports bone health uh, before and after menopause and just for everyone. So now that we've talked about what actually is happening in your body that's causing a lot of those aches and pains as you get older, why don't we talk about some of the things we can do to limit the pain or reduce it or try to slow its onset? Yes, let's talk about that. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about is, maybe it seems like common sense, but because over 70% of our country is overweight or obese, it obviously isn't that common sense. So we're going to talk about exercise, stretching, uh, diet, and sleep, because these four things are so, 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 so important. Yeah, and while it seems like common sense, When you're young, you can kind of get away with not doing some of these things as well as you should, Mm -hmm. but it's things that will catch up to you as you age and your bodies don't adapt and recover as well. Yes, exactly. So number one, exercise, because like Josh talked about, adding a more weight, adding more body weight is going to put more pressure on your joints, which is going to cause more pain, which is going to make you not want to exercise, which is going to cause you to be more sedentary, which is going to cause you to gain more weight. And it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. So exercise is number one key to help yourself, even if you are overweight and maybe it hurts to go for a walk every day. In the beginning, you really have to kind of push through and make sure you're moving your body because it's going to hurt less the more that you move. And it doesn't have to be anything too crazy or strenuous. Like you don't have to go to the gym and take on some big weightlifting regimen or anything. Just anything that gets your heart rate up a little bit and gets your muscles moving is going to make a big difference. Exactly. It could even be as simple as going on a 15-minute walk in the morning and then in the evening or um, getting up and doing laps around your house because it's winter and cold here and a lot of people don't want to go outside. Yeah. Um, Or every commercial break, if you're watching TV, get up and do a couple 
squats or just walk around your house and do a couple laps every commercial break. Yeah, and it's probably actually better to not jump in with anything too intense because as we talked about earlier, if your body has aged, you're not going to recover as well if you do damage your muscles and tissues. So if you went to the gym and tried to do something too crazy, the next few days you're going to be so sore that you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. So it's important to be active but not to overdo it. Exactly. And it's also important to start it early because if this is something that you've done for a long time, your body's going to adapt better to when you do start to increase it later on. Yes. So exercise is very, very important. Along with that is stretching. So Josh talked about how that calcium can deposit in your muscles and in your ligaments and tendons and cause them to be stiffer than they were when you were younger. So that's why stretching is so, so, so important because it'll help to loosen up those muscles, those tendons, those ligaments, um, and therefore it'll allow you to be a little bit more pain-free. And stretching is something that I think it's a weird rep because a lot of times people associate stretching with yoga and a lot of people think yoga is crazy, woo-woo, they don't want to do it, especially if they've never done it before. But stretching could be as simple as as soon as you get up in the morning, you're going to sit on your bed or sit on the floor, sit on the couch and stretch your legs out and stretch your arms out. Just something to get the blood flowing, get your body moving. And it's really important to do this not once a week or once a month, but this should be something that you're doing every day or multiple times a day. Yeah. And there's a lot of like YouTube videos and other things out there that'll walk you through just a short little like five or 10 minute stretching routine. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like yoga where you're holding some complex pose. It can be just truly simple little stretches. Yes. So stretching is super important. Um, then tying into nutrition because that's really the big culprit, I think, with why our country is so overweight is there's a lot of fast food and junk food options available. Um, so we're going to talk about some foods that tend to increase pain in your body because they are pro-inflammatory, which means they cause more pain. Um, And these might be pretty common sense because they're all things that we're told not to eat, but it's for a good reason because it's all processed and junk and it's just going to make you feel pretty crappy. So these are foods that cause inflammation in your body. Number one is sugar. Um, which is pretty common sense. This is in desserts and sodas and a lot of um, other beverages that people drink multiple times a day and cookies. It's actually in a lot of uh, pasta sauces and just a lot of food has hidden yeah, sugar. A in lot it. of a lot of your processed food has sugar in it, mm-hmm. especially cereal and yogurt too. You really have to be conscious of how many grams of sugar are in your cereal because even the cereals that are marketed as healthy usually aren't that healthy. Yeah, and we're not saying that you can't have any sugar because your body actually needs glucose to have energy, but Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that it's within reason. Yeah, and ideally you want that sugar to come from natural sugars like fruits and berries and bananas, um, not so much processed sugars like candy bars. So other foods that cause inflammation in your body are saturated fats, um, which is like potato chips and pizza and fried food. Um, All the stuff that tastes really good. Yeah, tastes good, but it's going to cause you more pain down the road, peeps. So other things are trans fats, um, which I know that there's been a big push to eliminate trans fats from a lot of processed foods, but some of them still have them. So um, that's a lot of like foods that you just pop in the microwave and it's supposed to be like a microwave meal. A lot of those have hidden fats in them. Um, 
Some of the other things are processed carbs, so not just sugar, but other processed carbs like breads uh, and cereals like we talked about. Um, other things are MSG, which is in a lot of takeout Asian food, aspartame, which is in a lot of diet soda um, or other beverages. You really have to be conscious of the beverages you drink too. Water is best, just plain water or water with some fruit in it, but a lot of the sodas um, and other carbonated beverages have hidden sugars in them. Even if they say sugar-free, uh, you really have to look at the ingredients. But anyway, so that's some of the foods that can cause inflammation in your body. So that's, it's literally causing you pain by eating or drinking these things. So um, you can easily Google a list of more foods that cause inflammation in your body because there's a lot of them. But there's also foods that cause um, an anti-inflammatory effect in your body, which means it helps to decrease the inflammation in your body, which means it helps to decrease the pain in your body. So let's talk about what some of those are. Yeah. So again, these are things that decrease inflammation in your body, in your joints, which means they decrease pain. Number one is berries. Berries are like my favorite thing. We always have a bag of them uh, in our freezer to add to smoothies and stuff. But berries, really good for you. Fatty fish, so like salmon, um, herring, stuff like that can help promote anti-inflammatory effects. Uh, broccoli, avocados, green tea. And I'm not saying the green tea from Starbucks because that has a crap ton of sugar in it. I'm talking about real green tea with no sugar. Um, like a green tea packet, uh, peppers, mushrooms, grapes, turmeric, um, and then olive oil, dark chocolate. So a lot of just foods that you know are pretty healthy, uh, they can actually help decrease pain in your body. Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to, I feel like a lot of it is what you've always heard, like the common sense, like yeah, lots of fruits, veggies, healthy proteins. Yeah. Those are going to be good for you. They're going to help your body. It's going to feel better. If you're eating a lot of processed stuff, a lot of extra calories, extra carbs, that's the kind of stuff that's going to be not necessarily truly harmful to your body, but it's going to make it harder for your body to recover and your body's not going to function as well as it should. Yeah. And the easy rule of thumb that we take in our lives is that we try to eat majority of our food from stuff that naturally grows in the earth. So vegetables and fruits and whole grains, because that's what humans have been eating for thousands and thousands of years. Humans haven't been eating Doritos and Cheez-Its and McDonald's, um, which is why it's causing our bodies to go haywire and gain a bunch of weight. Yeah. So try to eat stuff that's natural. Yeah. Our bodies, we all, way back when, when humans were first on the earth, they were struggling to get enough calories. So our bodies are made that if they get like sugars and fats and all those kind of things, they want to really store them. Mm -hmm. but we don't have to fight to find our calories anymore. There's more than enough available to most of us, especially here in first world countries. Yeah. So our bodies, but our bodies are still in that old way of storing things. Mm -hmm. So our bodies want sugar, they want carbs, but then when they get those things, they store them and we have way more than we actually need in our diets usually. Yeah. And I think one of the best things I've heard when you're going to the grocery store is to pretty much just focus on the outside of the store. Yes. So that'll take you through like the produce where you can get your fruits and veggies. It'll maybe go through a bakery where you can get some bread. You don't want too much. It'll take you past like your deli section where you can get some good fresh meat. Mm -hmm. It'll take you through dairy. 
It'll take you through all the food groups that you actually need without getting as much of the processed stuff that's usually in the aisles in the center of the store. Yes, that's definitely a good rule. And something else, this is kind of going on a tangent, but that's okay because we like talking about preventative health. Something else that uh, is important is I think there's this idea that humans need so much protein and there's everywhere you look, new products are coming out with protein added and protein powders and there's now protein coffee and like so many companies are adding protein to stuff because people have this idea that, ooh, if I eat a lot of protein, um, then I'm going to get healthier. And that's not necessarily the case. And once your body has enough protein, it's just going to start to store it as fat or you're going to pee it out. Yeah. And the protein is if you're living a super active lifestyle where your muscles are really being torn down a lot and you're being very active, then having that extra protein can help with recovery. Yeah. Or if you're going to eat a more reduced calorie diet, protein is good because it can give you some sustained energy because your body breaks it down a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. But if you're just adding tons of protein into an already calorie-rich diet, it's it's not going to give you the benefits that they make it sound like they will. No, and majority of people are not protein deficient in our country. They are nutrient deficient, which means we're lacking nutrients from fruits and vegetables, but we're not protein deficient. So there is no reason that um, you need to eat a ton of meat every day. Honestly, we don't eat meat every day. We eat it a couple times a week and we're not protein deficient. And I promise you, you're probably not either. Yeah. You'd be surprised at the number of different things that you can get good protein from. Yes. Uh, Including some vegetables. Okay, so off my tangent of nutrition, but it really is so important. Um, So we talked about exercise and stretching. We talked about nutrition, some of the foods that cause inflammation and can help against inflammation. Last thing we're going to talk about is sleep because sleep is your body's time to recover from the day. Uh, And it's so important. But as you age, you actually need less sleep. And It's just the way the body naturally is. So instead of needing the eight to 10 hours you might have needed as a high schooler or somebody in your 20s, a lot of people as they age will need somewhere more in the like five to six hour range. And that's just what your body needs to actually recover from its day to day. And some of that has to do with the fact that the body's metabolism is slowed down a little bit. So Mm -hmm. it's not trying to recover as much. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that everybody needs five to six hours, but we're just saying that as you age, you might need less sleep than you originally did in your 20s and 30s. Yeah, everyone is a little bit different. And with that reduced sleep overnight, a lot of people find that they may need a little bit of sleep during the day, mm-hmm. which obviously can be very difficult to get in your schedule. But they found that being able to take a little nap in like early to mid afternoon can actually help feel better and recover better as you get older. Mm-hmm. Cat naps. Yeah. Anything to get through the day. Yes, exactly. And then the last thing that a lot of people like to talk about when they talk about preventing pain or dealing with pain as you get older is medications. Mm -hmm. So we all know a lot of the common ones people would take. They'll be having their daily ibuprofen or aspirin or Tylenol. And these things are all fine in moderation. And if you have an injury and you're just using it for a short time, it can be very beneficial. But you don't want to become dependent on these if you can. Mm -hmm. So that's where hopefully a lot of those lifestyle modifications we talked about earlier, the exercise, stretching, diet, those things can help. Because if you're taking these things multiple times a day, 
for a long time, there can be side effects, especially mm-hmm. with ibuprofen. That's one where if you're taking too much of it, it can really upset your stomach. You can actually get ulcers or GI bleeding from it. You can also have kidney damage from it. It can really impact a lot of different systems in your body in a negative way if you're using a lot of it. Yes, that is for sure. Always in moderation. And if you find yourself taking a lot of ibuprofen every day for a long time, maybe you need to talk to your doctor to see if there's a better way you can manage it. Yeah, they may have an alternative medication or some other therapies that you can go through to try to control your pain. Mm -hmm. And one of the other big ones you hear about is Tylenol which tends to be a little bit safer than ibuprofen. It works in a little different way. The big risk you have with Tylenol is some people can be allergic to it, as you can with pretty much any medication. But if you take too much Tylenol in a short period of time, it can actually be toxic. It can build up in your liver, and it can kind of cause your body to shut down. And it can actually be a very dangerous thing. So again, that's another thing. If you find yourself starting to take a lot of Tylenol, you need to really watch out and manage it. All right, guys, I think that's all we have for this episode. So just a quick little recap. As you get older, there's a bunch of different reasons that your bodies ache more. Your joints tend to wear down. They lose their cartilage. Your muscles and tendons get more stiff. Your metabolism slows down and you start to carry extra weight. And all of those things just kind of wear on your body and cause aches and pains. Mm -hmm. So some of the ways you can take care of that is through exercise I know that it's a trend that as you get older, you gain weight, but it doesn't have to be. And you can still lose weight as you get older. So don't think, oh, I'm older. There's no way I can lose weight. You still can. It just might be a little bit harder, but still possible. So exercise, stretching, um, making sure to pay attention to the foods you eat every day and try to eat as natural, whole food. I won't say completely plant-based, but try to eat a lot of plants every day. Lots of vegetables, fruits, uh, seeds grains, um, and then sleep. So your sleep needs might go down a little bit, but uh, you may need a cat nap in the afternoon, which is totally fine. Yeah, really just having a good healthy sleep pattern and combining it with good diet and activity Mm -hmm. is the ultimate thing that you can do to reduce your pain or help control it. Yes. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you have any recommendations for topics you'd like us to discuss, you can send us an email at Medicine Made Easy Podcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a, med- a message on Instagram at Medicine Made Easy Podcast. Thanks, guys.